0: New Orleans, wow, haven't been to New Orleans in a while, can't say I'm eager to return. I went to New Orleans uh, for a wedding, I was there last night uh, doing a wedding, um, and I was coming back from the wedding, I was checking out of my hotel, and a gentleman in the lobby uh, stopped me, I had my collar on, um, and it just said, hey, uh, can I talk? Um, Said, I, I don't, I don't mean to, to sound weird. Uh, I may sound weird, may come off weird, but I don't get to see a, a man of the cloth um, too often. Um, he says, I, I came upon um, this thing. I'm not sure if you can tell me what it is. And he drew like this figure on the piece of paper, and um, I was trying to understand where he was coming from. And he, he said he. He came across this this figure, this thing, and it it was long, and he was describing it to me, and um, he didn't quite understand it, and as I was asking him questions, what I came to understand is that he's actually talking about a spiritual being that he came in contact with that he doesn't quite understand, and he figured I would understand it, so he was asking me some questions about it, and just kind of went a little further and I, I came to realize, he said this, um, you know, it was kind of weird, so I, I'm just trying to pretend like it's not real. So if I, if I pretend like it's not real, it's not going to affect me. And I'm listening to all this, start to ask a few questions, I'm thinking about, okay, at what level am I going to minister to this guy, um, wh- where do I even start? And, kinda start to tell them that hey this is this is this is real stuff he says yeah and and he he goes to mention another example of how he was with another person and this person um clearly was not good she was um he knew she was bad and um she kind of like used this supernatural power that threw him against the wall and um ever since then things in his house have been kind of happening like things have been flying around and um like there's this power this energy about him and he's he's talking to me hoping that I can help him understand what's going on. There's like a curiosity about what's happening. He's not really coming to me because he thinks anything's wrong. He was coming to me to help him understand what was happening. And as I was listening to him, um, what was welling up in my heart was, was sadness. Um, I wanted to help him. And I started to say, I started to ask questions like, do, do you believe in God? Well, um, I, I believe there's a power out there. Like there's, there's just energy and there's, you know, there's just a power um, in the atmosphere. And um, I said, well, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that Jesus is, Is the Son of God. Well, I believe in, you know, like just energy and very vague, right? Very... He said, this is a key, I was baptized a Catholic when I was little, but you know, I mean, I'm kind of open to everything. And I realized that this man has no idea what he is exposing himself to. He has no idea of the things that he's talking about. He has no idea of the dangers that are before him and the doors that he is opening and where those doors lead and how that is so detrimental to his health and his future and his eternity. And I was trying to begin to have those conversations and he was more interested in me helping his curiosity than me helping him understand and start out anything that was happening to his life. And I left there thinking, oh my gosh, how many more people open and entertain evil spirits, open and entertain the spiritual realm and they have no idea what they're doing and they're opening themselves up to being hurt and being drawn ever farther away from the Lord. I don't get to see this or hear this too often, but that was more of like a direct, bold, blatant example. What I wanted to tell him is that do you not know? how beautiful you are? Do you not know that you are a child of God, that when you were little, your mom consecrated you? She set you apart, that you are a child of God and you belong to light? Do you not know that all of what you're talking about is in the realm of darkness and that the enemy is trying to sabotage your life and steal it from you? I said a few of those things, but he didn't get it. And I wonder if we get it. I'm speaking to you here this morning in the pew. I wonder if we get it. I wonder if we realize that this is real, what we do. That we come to worship the living God who claims to be the savior of the world. And that God has come to rescue us from darkness. He has come to rescue us from the works of darkness and bring us into his kingdom of light. He's come to restore our sight. He's come to restore our mind and our health and our heart. He's come to bring us back to life. And we've been hearing the last three weeks about John the Baptist. And John has been trying to tell the world through the readings, wake up. The kingdom of God is at hand. And what I want to share with you today is sometimes you and I, we like to open doors that should not be opened. And we entertain sin, and we entertain mortal sin that has significant ramifications to our soul and eternity. And sometimes we don't take it serious, and we just kind of think it's just kind of part of regular daily life. Just to remind you that there is always a demon, there is always a spiritual being luring behind every mortal sin that we are tempted to commit. And when we are drawn into those sins, we are opening the door to a realm, a reality, a spiritual being that is drawing us away from God, away from Jesus, into a life of mediocrity. Into a life of what I was looking at, at this young man who was so curious about the things, the spiritual things, he was actually curious about this power that he felt in him. There can be an unhealthy sense of curiosity around things not of God, and God can become boring. God can become uninteresting. Can you hear that that's not of the Lord? John the Baptist, he's in jail. He's about to die for Jesus' name. And John's like, man, am I giving my life up for the right guy? Go and ask him, are you the one or should we wait for another? Is it okay that I die now because my purpose is to prepare the way for the Messiah? Are you the one? And Jesus says, go tell John, give him peace. Go tell him what you see. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. Go and tell John that I am rescuing my people. I'm bringing them back to myself. I'm rescuing them from darkness. I'm relieving them from the pain of the enemy. I'm fighting for them. that's who you are jesus has come to fight for you to rescue you to call you out of darkness and he calls you out of darkness not to go back and entertain darkness the enemy is always lurking and and luring us back to the sin right getting the dog to go back to its vomit how gross that is but we do it all the time with our sin right We go to the confessional and we confess our sins, but how often and quickly we return back to those sins. What I want to encourage you this morning to do is just to pray and think about the repetitive sinful behaviors or attitudes. The people in your life that bring you to sin, and I want to ask you, how intentional are you about closing the doors to the areas where sin enters your life? How specific are you about eliminating the doorways that sin enters in? If you're anything like me, I'm not that good. I I don't take it that serious, and I leave the door wide open, or I leave the portals in which that sin comes through. My phone doesn't look any different than it did before I went to confession, then after. My computer doesn't look any different. My friends don't look any different. The woman or the guy that I have extramarital affairs with, it doesn't look any different. I keep calling. I keep texting them. Nothing changes. And it's almost like I don't get the fact that these things have spiritual ramifications that are eternal. And it's a battle between light and darkness. It's a battle between good and evil. And this man was talking to me as if I am some help to help him understand the ways of darkness. I wanted to say, brother, I'm I'm not here to help you understand the ways of the enemy. I'm here to save your soul. But he couldn't quite grasp that. But you guys are here. You guys are here and we come to worship a God who claims to be someone who demands all of our attention, all of our energy, all of our service, all of our strength. He claims to be God over our life. And listen to this. Listen how beautiful Jesus speaks of us. He says, you know, this man, John, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. In all of the Old Testament, there is no greater man or woman talked about than John the Baptist. That's some high praise. Abraham, Moses, Aaron. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than him the littlest one in the kingdom of heaven is greater than john the baptist and we don't have to wait to get to heaven to experience the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of heaven is when we invite jesus and his reign of authority into our life that's what the kingdom of heaven is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven When you were baptized, when you were pleased, God confirmed, you were set apart, you were consecrated for the service of God. You are holy. You are set apart. Let us not entertain through fascination the works of darkness. When we sin, notice that we have sinned, and let's go back to Jesus and ask forgiveness. The greatest exorcism prayer we can pray is confession my dear friends, I've been talking about this over the last two weeks. I'm going to talk about it over the next two weeks. The best way we can prepare for Christmas is to go to confession. To expose the works of darkness in our life. To bring them to the Lord and say, Lord, I need you to come and save me. Save me from the things, from the people, from the behaviors, from the attitudes that pull me into selfishness, into darkness, into lies, into ingratitude. What was our responsorial psalm today? Lord, come and save us. We say that prayer, Jesus has the power to save us, but do we honestly go to the Lord and say, Lord, these are the areas I need to save, I need to be saved. This Wednesday and next Wednesday from 6.30 to 8 p.m., me and Father Duga will be sitting in the church, just sitting and waiting. And please, God, priests from all over the diocese will be sitting in their churches, Waiting waiting to extend the mercy of god waiting to extend the fight of god for you who belong to him please take advantage of the sacrament of reconciliation please take your spiritual life serious